Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rico from the Made in China podcast and SourceFind Asia. Happy 2018. I uh, hope the year is starting off well. I know this is the second episode that we released this year, but the other one was pre-recorded. Like, my intro was pre-recorded, so I didn't have a chance to say Happy New Year. Um, yeah, this is a special episode. Uh, this is episode 50 of the Made in China podcast. We released the podcast on October uh, 17th, 2000, 2015. So towards the end of 2015, started off with about four episodes. I think we launched with uh, four or five episodes. You know, it's it's been it's been fun. You know, it's been a lot of. I've had a lot of great conversations. I've met people that I've ended up working with through the podcast. I've had, you know, uh, mentors on the podcast. Uh, you know, I've had like companies that I ended up using on the podcast. Like it's it's been a it's been an interesting journey. And, and we've grown in subscribers significantly. I mean, obviously we started off from zero. I think right now we have like something close to 8,000 subscribers for the podcast. And now we're branching out into the, the world of YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I have to plug Source Point Asia channel on YouTube. I know I've been talking about the day in the live video for a while, but we've had so many issues. I had some copyright issues. No excuses. I'm rendering the final version right now. I should have it uploaded. By the time this episode comes out, but we already have quite a few videos on YouTube, and I'm going to be working with one of my friends, Nick, to produce more content. Um, we actually released a video the other day on his channel, uh, just kind of talking about you know moving to China and what are the benefits of being in China right now. Um, so there's going to be more of that more of that kind of content. Of course, the five days in Nantong video. If you haven't watched that, you need to watch it. It's just it's a very funny story about me doing QC in northern China for five days and just like the the struggle of eating unhealthy and being taken all around well no I mean it's not it's not bad like just going for dinners with bosses and you know being forced to drink a bunch of beer and um, just the what the day-to-day grind is like in a factory right but in this episode I am basically going to run through my favorite top five podcasts that we've done in the, since we started the podcast out of the 49 episodes that are out right now. And Mike wasn't able to be on a call with me, but he's going to record his side and send it over. And he's also going to have his top five podcast episodes. So without further ado, let's jump into it. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. All right, so my the first episode. This is in no particular order, by the way. But the first episode that I I've chosen on this lineup is episode twenty-three. EC success stories, uh, over four hundred thousand raised to Kickstarter campaigns with Winston Tam. So I interviewed Mike, and I interviewed Winston Tam. He's an InterChina member. Um, he's obviously a very successful entrepreneur. He had a Kickstarter campaign a couple years ago called All Season Sweats. And then he had another Kickstarter campaign. Actually, the All Season Sweats was probably four years ago, and then the Ruggy Kickstarter campaign was was in 2016. So uh, he raised, if you include both campaigns together, he raised over 400,000. Uh, the Ruggy campaign was significantly more um, than the All Season Sweats, and that's what he's kind of branched out with, and he's growing that business right now. So I, I really just love that episode just because Winston is... 
Uh, he's one of those guys. I wasn't really good friends with him when we interviewed, when I interviewed him for the episode, but like, we are just on the same level. Like, we read the same books. Our mindsets are very similar. Uh, we're obviously at a similar age. Um, you know, we're both from Canada. Yeah, there's just, a, there's a lot of things that we connected on, whether, like I said, it's books, podcasts, uh, mindsets about business, how we approach things, how we approach life in general personal life whether it's dating or friendships or you know family and and things like that and you know it was just a really fun episode like i just enjoyed talking to him it was like talking to an old friend but it was like the i don't know second or third time that i talked to winston and we'd never had any sort of in-depth in-depth discussions before so you know a lot of people that listen to that podcast think that me and winston were good friends it's like no like we barely knew each other so yeah i think that's a that's a fun inter- episode and of course he talks about his process in terms of launching two successful kickstarter campaigns and you know what it's been like for him being in china um and, and growing out those businesses five 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 i looked at the blueprints in there and I also met a bunch of guys who already did six-figure campaigns, so Mike being one of them, and then Tim, Nick, and then I met uh, Ryan, and all these guys have over six-figure campaigns, and I was like, hey, the hell, like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Look at me, like, I'm born in Hong Kong, I should be able to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do, you, so uh, do you speak it's my, Mandarin? It's my birthright. Five. The next one I wanted to talk about is episode 27, How to Avoid the Dreaded China Day. So if you don't know what a China Day is, you have to listen to the podcast to to get the full definition. But it's just basically, it's a rough day in China, but it's a very, very unique Chinese experience, you know. Um, so you, that episode, we kind of talked about how to avoid it. Like we, I defined what it was. And then me and Mike broke down our personal strategies in terms of how to avoid having those difficulties when you're here. And by the way, having a China day is not exclusive to people who live in China. Like if you just come to China for business, you might end up having a China day yourself. So like, I think this is a very good episode for anybody that's going to come to China for three days, let alone live here. Yeah. If you don't have a Chinese cell phone, you don't know that you can't register for Wi-Fi without a cell phone. When you go into Starbucks, you sit down, you log into your computer, you click on the Wi-Fi Starbucks, and then it asks you to give the code. You have to have a Chinese cell phone number to give that code to access the Wi-Fi. It's like small things like that that you might not know about can derail your day. Now you have to go get a phone. You know, like it's like those kind of things. If you don't have that routine set already, if you don't know where you're going to go, if you don't know where to find a coffee shop that doesn't require you to have a Chinese phone number, you can have a China day, you know, where you're just kind of, it's almost like you're just chasing, you're chasing yourself. Four. Next is episode 31. Uh, meeting two new friends a week with Heather Schuster from ollieworld.com so heather is also an enter china member which is a co-founder of ollie and ollie works with sustainable uh materials and and free trade labor manufacturers to make at the moment they're making a lot of rubber based uh uh, products like slippers they had a very good kickstarter campaign um i think it was early last year 
she raised she's the only person that's been on the podcast twice uh besides now Noam. but before that she was the only person that had been on the podcast twice that wasn't like a co-host type situation um and yeah no i mean she's uh, i used to call her i call her the indiana jones of of enter china like she was trying to come up with this business and she was trying to source rubber and she found out that rubber isn't really a common product that you find in China. And what did she do? Like most people would have decided to change their business model. And she said, no, okay, where do I find the rubber? And it led her to Sri Lanka. And then she, she goes to Sri Lanka. Like it's, it's, you know, I just, you know, I don't know too many people that, um, that have those kind of balls, uh, <laughs> obviously Heather's a lady but like you know just the the just being brave enough to like pursue that and go to a place that no one's ever been to that you know and and kind of get it done you know so it was a, it was a very good podcast episode and I, I always enjoy talking to Heather uh she's not currently based in China these days but like you know whenever I have a chance to catch up I, I like to catch up with her so it's, a, it's just a very good uh, episode as well. Some of the other points that I, I liked that you talked about is how she started to make a conscious effort to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times uh, with entrepreneurship and, and life in general, when you're trying to get out of whatever uh, situation that you're in, whether it's you're hanging out with people that aren't as ambitious as you are, or you don't know where to find, you know, your crew, or you know, you you want to travel but you don't have anybody to travel with, or you're looking for like a business partner, or just somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. You're looking for your tribe, quote unquote. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know where to start, and Heather just decided like to start trying to meet a new person every week. You know, and and like actually not just meet them, but like, you know, go for dinner or drinks and have in-depth conversations and learn from them. And this is this kind of co- uh, created the basis for her starting her company. So, you know, I liked that whole process. It sounds very similar to some of the stuff that I used to do um, before I came to China when I was in college and, and trying to trying to meet like minded individuals. So I, I really loved loved that episode. So I had to actually go and find rubber trees. (laughs) So usually you don't go and source down to the raw materials, but I had to because, Mm -hmm. again, it just didn't exist. So, you know, I, I started showing up at these rubber plantations and then realizing that they're pretty horrible that the rubber industry is notorious for exploiting its workers. And I didn't know that until I actually showed up at these places. And then um, I saw some things that were pretty shocking. So, you know, people who didn't have protective equipment, I saw people who they probably, I don't know how old they were, but they didn't look like they should be old enough to be working in a factory. Three. Next is episode 34. I cheated on this one. It's episode 34 and episode 39. These are bonus episodes. This is China and this is China, the sequel. Hashtag, this is China. And these were just basically two very quick hit, fun episodes. I just love that. Like when I listen to it, I know this is going to sound super narcissistic, but when I listen to them, I laugh. Like, <laughs> like it's just me and Mike, uh, you know, shooting the shooting the shit about just the some of the hilarious stuff that happens when you live in China and things that you see on a daily basis. So, like, I remember in the, the first This Is China episode, episode 34, 
um, I was talking about some experience that I had when I was at the gym uh, where I saw this, you know, lady chasing around a foreign dude and it was just the whole thing was funny. And then I was kind of like live uh, messaging Mike as it was going down. And then Mike, me and Mike were talking about how people smoke in the office bathroom, not the current office that I'm in, but the old one and how just be like people would literally be smoking while leaning on a non no smoking sign it was just you know and i i walked into the bathroom a couple of times and i saw some ridiculous stuff going on so that was that was funny and also mike talked about traveling to the middle of nowhere in, in china and and just interesting things that happen when you're traveling in the middle of nowhere in china as a foreigner in uh, episode 30, 39 sorry the uh, this is china the sequel I mean, we talked again about another situation uh, uh, with Mike going to a Chinese village with a bunch of basketball players and <laughs> being forced to smoke even though they don't smoke. And, uh, you know, and me, uh, I think I was dealing with some, some some business situation where I traveled as well and I had to deal with uh, some weird, awkward moments, you know. Uh, actually, some of the stuff that I chronicled in, in the... Um, uh, five days in Nantong video. So those two episodes, I really love them. They're fun. I hope me and Mike can do more soon. It's just obviously he's not he's not based in China anymore. So uh, it's been kind of difficult to have him on the podcast consistently. But yeah, check those two out. Two. 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 Basically, this Chinese girl was following a, a foreign dude all around the gym, and he thought it was really funny, and he was, you know, telling me how, how crazy it was, and it was so weird. But the funny thing for me was, as he's dropping me all these voice messages and telling me about, you know, this crazy scenario, I kept noticing a consistent sound throughout all, in the background, throughout all these things. And it, I, I forgot what noise he was making. Maybe you can remind me, but there was a guy at the gym. <laughs> Two. it's worse when you're hanging out with a chinese boss who's constantly trying to get you drunk and drink beer and like you know Mm -hmm. impress you that he knows how to order sushi like (laughs) just give you cigarettes every 10 minutes yeah oh you smoke i don't smoke it was like we had that conversation five times do you smoke i gotta i don't smoke i gotta could have one of the basketball (laughs) players said it best because because we were talking one of the guys was like you know i get so frustrated they always offer me cigarettes they keep on offering they keep on offering and he's like you gotta think about it like this he's like when the chinese people see you saying no to cigarettes they think it's like you being thirsty. Yep. They're like, well, he's uh, not thirsty maybe, now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in 20 seconds, I'll offer him another cup of water. <laughs> Two. And last but not least, episode 43 and 44, Finding Your Why with Nick Ramil, founder at enterchina.co, also part of the founding team at brink.io. Uh he well it's not enterchina.co that's the website but enterchina and then brink.io's actual company is another company so uh yeah nick is one of my mentors you know like he's i mean me discovering the enterchina channel at the time called the elevator life is i don't know i would say it's like 70 80 percent of the reason why i moved to china so like it's it's pretty cool to have gone from like watching this guy on YouTube with his partner at the time, Tim, uh, Tim Nibel, 
and being like, wow, I want to emulate what these guys are doing in China. And I think it's cool to me actually moving to China and, you know, uh, me now being seen as a peer, not just a mentee. Um, and, you know, talking about Nick's life and, you know, why he dedicates so much time to helping founders. Uh, obviously, that's part of the Brink business model because they're a startup accelerator. But, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that Nick does for members and and friends of members or just people that he meets that he likes that it goes kind of above and beyond considering how busy he is um and then you know some of the the importance of like well, i asked him what, why he's running an iot company based in in hong kong what are the advantages of doing it there uh we talked about optimizing business and diversifying revenue before diversifying revenue revenue i talked about why i stepped down as an enter china member uh, I enter trying to partner. Sorry, I'm still a member. Um, you know, networking in China, how Nick got started in that, uh, to do lists, must do lists, you know, four pillars of entrepreneurship, visualization and affirmation techniques, like journaling, role, role models, things like that. Like uh, we talked a lot about the, we even talked about, you know, what it's, you know, what you should be focusing on in business year one, business year two, business year three, things like that. Like, uh, it was a very, very in-depth, I mean, the the podcast was like two plus hours. So that's, uh, I split it into part one, part two. And yeah, I think anybody, regardless of where you are in business, unless you're fucking Warren Buffett, would enjoy this and, and take some value from, from this episode. <laughs> One. One. I would be focusing on optimizing structures and scaling exactly in that order. Uh, I would figure out how to make the most efficient businesses you can, you know, like what it is, like what tools you can use, what are the proper processes or processes, uh, you know, how do you how do you trim the fat? Where's your highest? Uh, where's your highest yield and ROI activity versus your lowest yield? I would fig- I would figure out how. What is your? How to make that quote unquote perfect business as close to perfect as you can? I'd put the systems and structures into place to remove. You know, to be able to make sure not remove yourself, but give you the most. Make sure that the time you're doing is very value add, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of my so perhaps the most successful of the founding team at Brink, uh, I remember he told me every time he gets a piece of paper or work on his desk, he figures out how to never see it again before it leaves. One. So those are my top five Made in China podcast episodes. However, I still wanted to include that it's so hard to just pick five episodes like it's it's almost impossible to just do five so i wanted to include a couple more that in my opinion uh were you know very close to being the, in the top five but like um you know worth were definitely worth checking out so one of them is episode 36 2016 goals versus 2017 goals i like this one because Whenever I feel uncomfortable doing a podcast episode, then I know it's probably going to be something good because we talked about like goals that I'd set in the previous year that I failed. And they were personal goals, really. Like the business goals were were fine, but it was like personal goals like working out, fitness, you know, things like that. And then 
and uh it was a couple other things and it was just yeah it's embarrassing like i mean you know <laughs> like i think one of their goals was like uh i was gonna go to the gym uh i don't know how many times a week i think i was, I was gonna exercise at least like four times a week or something like that or three times a week and then i probably averaged one time a week was until this was 2016 and you know it is what it is but you know 2017 was a much better no 2016 i did exercise it was more just i started very late in the year so i didn't i wasn't able to like achieve my my average but you know 2017 i set new goals and i'm gonna do my review on 2017 after chinese new year like uh like i did last year which is probably gonna be early march um because that's when i set my goals for the year uh, based on the business calendar but yeah, I think it was just a good episode and you know, you learn. You learn every year when you set goals, you learn how to be you learn how to follow the goals, you create better systems in terms of completing goals and, and things like that. And and uh I think it was just a very honest episode that you know, a lot of people have talked to me about since and they ask me like, Hey, how are they go have you been able to hit those goals? And I'm like, Yeah, just just stay tuned, man. I've still got like another two months. Um, episode 42 uh this one was an episode that the first episode that i've done where i interviewed one of my clients and i was with gus mellow he's a co-founder of hella fitness in hawaii they import crossfit equipment and i just i mean the episode itself was very short and we didn't have a chance to go super in depth but i just really liked you know the 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 chance to interview one of my clients i liked that I like the vibe. Like we were in the Park Hyatt on the 91st floor in Shanghai <laughs> with like deep house music and like drinking Negronis. It was, it was, uh, it was just a cool, like the whole vibe was, was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, that, that whole trip, cause we were on a business trip and we got to spend a, a day or two in, in Shanghai. And, you know, Gus is just a, is a nice guy. He's, he's a fun guy to hang out with and, happy to have him as one of my clients and i just thought it was a cool cool episode to to check out um and then two other episodes are uh, one other episode is the wild ball episode 15 how china mike makes bank through basketball this one was i didn't know how good of an episode it was until people because i didn't really listen to it after we recorded it and and a lot of the stuff that we talked about like i've talked to mike about this stuff before but it was more when people reached out to me afterwards and were like, Hey man, like that was a, that was a cool episode. It was like one of our most popular episodes at the time. And, uh, I was just surprised, you know, I guess a lot of people are very interested in, you know, business through basketball in general, I guess, but people, a lot of people didn't know how popular basketball is here in China and, and how, you know, Mike makes money from bringing in players and organizing these tournaments that they call wild ball which is like semi semi-professional basketball and yeah there's a lot of money involved with this because it's backed by very wealthy chinese investors um and then episode 21 and 25 was dating in china uh <laughs> dating in china uh at 30 uh, with with chili part one and two Again, very different from all my other podcast episodes um, and very honest and just a real episode. Me and Chelly were hanging out where she's one of my, when I used to teach English, she was my manager at the, the private tuition school and, uh, you know, private tu- tutoring school. And um, yeah, and I, we just talked about like we always, whenever me and Chelly would hang out, we talk about dating. 
and she'd always express uh, her opinions on dating in China as an older, can't really say older lady, but like in China, if you're 25 and you're single, you're considered to be, you know, not past the age, well, dramatic, like 20 years ago, there was actually a term for, for it was called like lost women. Like they're kind of past the age of, you know, being in their prime, which is ridiculous by Western standards, right? So like I used to talk to her about that. And, you know, she was expressing how, you know, she's kind of, she doesn't want to just get married just to get married. You know, she wants to meet the right person. She's, you know, all, she's had very, very interesting and funny dating experiences. And she's very open with her feelings about it and her experiences. And I just, I, I always enjoy talking. And she's very intelligent and smart and, and fun. So I always enjoyed talking to her about that stuff. And I thought that would make, uh, for interesting content. And I think it did. I, I probably will do more episodes like that in the future. It's just, um, kind of, I've got so many, we've got so many like business people that I want to interview that, uh, it's very rare that we jump into lifestyle stuff as much. Um, I want maybe my YouTube channel to be a little bit more of that focus, but anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, so that's it for me. and salutations this is mike from source find asia and the made in china podcast happy belated new year it's already uh 23rd of january but first time i've talked to you guys in a while hope everything's going great and uh, the new year is rolling along just fine for you so um i haven't tuned in to the podcast in a while but uh this is now our 50th episode believe it or not. And um, Rico and I decided to do a little bit of a review of the last 50 episodes and and pick out about five episodes that uh, stuck out to us and and that we really enjoyed recording. Um, Unfortunately for me, uh, Rico recorded his section first and then sent it to me which I shouldn't have listened to before I made this because I'm listening and I'm like, okay, bro, you chose four of the five, especially when he goes into the, to the other ones where he's like, well, you know, I can't just choose five. I have to choose eight with my honorable mentions. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some overlap as per usual, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, I guess, I guess I'll get rolling with my five episodes before I do that. I just like to say, um, thank you. Thank you for everyone who's listening and the feedback and inquiries that we get from our listeners. It's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, we're just two dudes who like to podcast and, um, you know, it's great that we can meet like-minded people and people with, uh, you know, we're in the same realm of business as us. It's, it's fantastic. I, I absolutely love doing this. And I hope that we can continue. Um, okay. My five episodes, I'm going to get to those. So I will start with the two that I had on my list. They were the same as Rico's. Um, the first one was episode 23, which we did with, uh, with Mr. Winston. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, a lot of the same reasons that, that, that Rico did, I think it's just the rapport between the three of us. Um, I learned from Rico's recording that he wasn't, super close with Winston prior to that. But, um, you know, since that recording, they've, they've maintained in in contact and, and 
get along real well. I knew Winston pretty good before we recorded. And the reason why I liked it is just because I thought the conversation flowed real well. It felt real good recording it. Um, you know, I think there were a lot of laughs and, 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 you know, just really felt, even though we were in three different locations, it really felt like we were all in the same room, just shooting the shit. And, um, you know, so I, I think it had good conversation, conversation flow, but at the same time, we got a lot of valuable information from Winston's experience starting the clothing line and then, and then moving into Ruggie. Um, I would love to talk to Winston again, just about with the, the difficulties that he's faced since his, um, fantastic funding goal was met uh through ruggy and just just the issues that he's had producing and and you know the feedback he's received on amazon i'd i'd love to talk to him again because uh yeah like i just said it was a lot of fun speaking with him and um i thought we got a real honest account of of his uh journey you know, setting up those, those campaigns and, and starting his businesses from absolute scratch. Five. 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 The thing that I find interesting about Winston, Mike, I don't know if you agree with me, is like out of the majority of the EC guys, like I really didn't know what the fuck Winston was doing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was just quiet, man. Like, and then you just come out with an all season boom. And it's like silence. Come out with a ruggy boom, 460,000 in your face. It was like, <laughs> it's just like, I've always been, cause it's just weird for me. Cause I know a lot of the enter China community is very much rah, rah. Hey guys, this is what I'm doing. Um, and then with Winston, you just be quiet, you know, doing his own thing. And then you just come up with like a finished product. Five. So, yeah, that was episode 23. And then the other one that I had uh, that coincides with Rico's list was episode 27, how to avoid a China day. Those ones are fun. You know, when when I get the chance to, to be in Guangzhou at the same time as Rico and we sit down and just, you know, have a drink or bullshit and, 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 and record an episode, I... I've, find those the most entertaining um because that's you know as you've heard on the podcast that's how me and rico really connected and started working together it was just uh you know similar similar interest and 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 like-minded goals in terms of the business but you know podcasting and our similar interests in the podcast we listened to and how we wanted to present our ideas and business via podcast was you know the way we really started working together and just talking about China days is, is, is fun. You know, if you're an expat in China, TIC, this is China, you know, those, those days really define your experience or, or, you know, put an exclamation point on, on your experience, the, the, the craziness that you get into and the type of wild things that you see. Um, I find that so entertaining and I love to listen to other people tell me what, you know, what they consider a China day to be and then compare it with, with my stories and, and just go back and forth on, on what that yields. I'd actually think it'd be cool if we made that into like a, a consistent, um, segment, you know, an ongoing theme every, every 15, 20 episodes or something. We talk about, uh, you know, updated China days and, and, and different things that have happened to us. Cause I think, you know, China's unique. Uh, every place, I'm sure, has has its own weird aspects, you know, and things that, that are good or not good, of course. But China's unique, in my opinion, in, in the type of 
situations and weirdness that you find yourself in, um, you know, just because of what we know about China, you know, a few decades ago, it was closed off to, to the rest of the world. It opened up and bing, bang, boom, you know, the, all these, all these massive changes are happening to the city and, 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 you know, the culture is struggling to keep up with the economic and business growth. And that makes for some very interesting situations. And Rico and I talked about them in episode 27 and that was a ton of fun for me to record and then subsequently listen to. Four. 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 For example, you go to the bank, something that you're used to taking five minutes in Canada or U.S. or Australia or wherever. It's going to take you up to two hours in China and you're just going to be is a mind boggling experience to have to fill. Sometimes it just, just makes you go crazy. So, you know, always have somewhere where you can go back, relax, not have to deal with anybody. I think that's, that's really important. Four. Number three was episode 15 where I talked about wild ball. Uh, that was so much fun for me. Uh, since that episode, it, it, um, it inspired me to start recording, a. uh, China Ballcast, which is a podcast I'll be putting up soon. I've recorded dozens of episodes of that. I have fantastic guests and I cannot wait to put that up online and, and, and get some, some, some feedback or even just, you know, have, have my, my friends listen to it. It will be, will be a ton of fun. Um, you know, it's a really, really niche job I've, I've carved out for myself with, with the basketball agent work. Uh, but yeah, the talking about Chinese wild ball and, um, you know, my crazy experiences out in these villages and playing in front of tens of thousands of people and just the insane things that the bosses will do and that the boss's minions will require of you. And, you know, the, you're the show pony and, you know, they, they, they pull all out, out all the stops to, to to show you a good time in certain situations and other situations you're the cause of all their problems it's just it's a chaotic um world it is the grind as, as a lot of the ball players say so that was a ton of fun i um i enjoyed it recording that episode and then also it was so cool to see the feedback from that you know we had a, a, a lot of listeners i don't know what's our most listened to episode at this point but at the time of recording that that was one of the more listened to episodes and i think that was really cool to see that people took interest in this, in this, um, you know, underground basketball world that I've gotten myself a part of. Three. 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 And eventually we pull up to this basketball court in the middle of this little village and there's gigantic lights outside the court and probably about, I would say about 10,000 people outside this outdoor basketball court so we pull up and at this time i'm you know fresh from from the states i'd only been in china like six months and like crazy long curly hair and just just looked kind of out there and they had to have police come and escort us on the court because there were so many people. And the second I stepped on the court, I think I was the only foreigner that had ever stepped foot in this little village. And just the whole crowd just goes, 
And everybody starts snapping pictures of me. Three. It was a really uh, big, huge tournament for 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 wild ball standards. Um, there are sixteen teams, and you know, a lot of times they put a cap on how many foreigners they'll allow play. You know, they want the locals to play, they want Chinese people, but this tournament was no cap on how many foreigners could play. So he asked me to put together a team, and um, you know, all the best foreigners in China were there, all of them, as well as some of these other Chinese agents brought in foreigners from the states and africa and other places so it was a really really big tournament really high level basketball it's probably the best basketball i've played in china and um we won we won and and it was really really tough three uh okay so the fourth episode that i chose on my list of five was episode 43 that rico recorded with uh nick ramil um I think Nick's a pro at, at doing this stuff. You know, he does his webinars. He does a million different podcasts. He's always, you know, he's very comfortable getting up and talking in front of people or getting behind the mic. So for him, he's, he's, he's a natural at it and he has a ton of, uh, knowledge when, when, you know, it comes to sourcing, funding, startups, um, venture capital, you know, he's, he's, uh, Nick works his ass off. He really does. And he's carved out a, a real niche for himself out here in Asia. And, um, you know, I met Nick. The reason why I like it so much is just because Nick is a, uh, I consider Nick a good friend. You know, I've seen and, and, and a real person, <laughs> you know, for better or worse. You know, uh, I'm sure I know multiple people that, think the world of Nick. I know multiple people that might not have the best things to say about Nick. And, and I'm absolutely certain that he has connections that would say the same about me. So, um, you know, I just, to know someone on a, on a personal level and see them grow and succeed and always, in my opinion, be an open book and offer basic help and resources to young entrepreneurs who might not have otherwise had that opportunity. You know, I, 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 that's one thing I appreciate about Nick is because when he was getting started and and, and him and his boys just got to China, I feel like I was the same way. Um, you know, I never looked at anything that him and his buddies did as a threat or competition. And I, I think, you know, maybe somebody could bring some, something up that, uh, contrast this, this theory, but I think that I was, uh, an open book and always trying to, to help them to, you know, g- give whatever advice or, or, or context I, I could to help them find their way out in, um, in China. And, you know, I really see him doing the same thing. You know, he's brought so many people together within our China and um and his work with brink and what him and uh tim did with 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 their videos and i don't know i just i have a lot of respect for 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 nick and he's a good friend and i think it was a really interesting podcast and i think rico's a great interviewer so he got a lot out of him so yeah those that was a cool episode he he, they did too but i just marked down the uh the first one episode 43 Two. Two.
two. Depending on where your goals are, then and if you can become the one of the top, you know, ten percent, top five percent in your space, you will always have customers, right? If you deliver value to your customers, you will always have customers. But so many people, you know, they get distracted. Us, you know, us as Brink and us as my old business partners and us as Enter China, same story. You know, it's just there's always going to be new opportunities to go try, and there's going to be new trends that seem super big and exciting, and everybody, you know, oh, it's so easy. But like anything, I mean, I, I like like walking, like eating well, like going to the gym, traveling, light, you name it. There is a there is a process to do things. Two. And then the final episode I chose. Um, was with Manuel Bevcar of uh, Import Dojo. And the reason why I told, uh, chose that one, because I just, you know, similar to Nick, Manuel is just a, a fantastic source of information. You know, he, he has a great library of, of stuff up on his sites and, you know, he has a really strong following and people that really trust what he does. Um, so I thought that was an excellent episode for somebody looking to get into MBA. And it's just a really quality um, knowledge-based episode for young entrepreneurs trying to get their, young world entrepreneurs, uh, trying to get their feet wet in the um, in, in the game out in Asia. So, yeah, those are my five, episode 23, 27, 15, 43, and 14. Um those are the ones that stuck out to me. I am not going to cheat like Rico did and give you honorable mentions because the goal of this was to just pick five. So that's what I'm going to do. Those are the five. Um, 50 episodes in, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I really hope we can get 50 more up in even less time than these took to record and uh, look forward to talking more with our fantastic guests, Rico, and, you know, getting any feedback that you guys have is always much, much appreciated. Um, and, yeah, look out for that China Ballcast, and I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. One. 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 Um, even some people think, oh, the Chinese are all over Amazon US already. I, I don't think it's entirely true. I mean, there are a couple of suppliers who, who really have well English-speaking staff, or maybe they have uh, they had a, they have graduates from the U.S. working for them in in their company, but they haven't figured the haven't figured out the entire process yet. Um, not all of them. So I think there's not much to worry at at this stage. But you definitely have to be ahead of them. You know, um, have better listings. Have proper instruction manuals, have good photos, have good artworks of, of gift boxes. I mean, there's so much you can do to be successful on Amazon. One. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that's China Mike and I's top five Made in China podcast episodes from the last 49 that we've done. So this is episode 50. It's been a crazy journey. I've gotten to interview some amazing people. I've learned so much from my guests, and it's been a lot of fun. Of course, the podcast is in our main business, but... I hope that, you know, we can grow it. I'm, I'm a big fan of very highly produced podcasts like, uh, Radio Lab and Startup, but I also like 
Joe Rogan experience. So it's like, I like that balance and I hope that we can do more stylized podcasts in the future. You know, I, I think that, you know, obviously we'd have to allocate a, a higher budget to editing and probably dedicate a little bit more time to the podcast. But that's sort of my vision for the future with this. But for now, you know, I really enjoy the format that we have. I really enjoy the guests that we interview, the in-depth episodes that we do, some of the fun short ones that we do. And I just hope we can continue growing it, you know, uh, similar to the way I hope that we continue growing the YouTube channel, which you guys should check out. That's a shameless plug. Source Asia on YouTube. Five days in non-talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Day in the Live video, day one. Um, and of course, if you want to check out the show notes where I will link up all the episodes we mentioned in this episode and all the other fun things that we've talked about um, on sourcefindasia.com slash made in china if you want to reach out to us that's podcast at sourcefindasia.com if you are what you say you are a superstar then have no fear the camera's here and the microphones and they wanna know oh 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 if you are what you say I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me.